Yes, another episode of Keel Conversations. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. Today, I'm chatting with Jill, who is a celebrity trainer, health coach, and chef. She has helped many clients be in the best shape of their life, both physically and mentally. She is super kind, really authentic, full of knowledge, and really practical. So enjoy this conversation. If you are enjoying these conversations, please do give us a little love wherever you're listening. The reviews, stars, they do go a long way. And lastly, this episode and the whole podcast is really brought to you by Keo, which is our daily mental fitness app. All of these incredible guests end up in app to help guide you through your mental fitness. Take it for a spin. It's in the Apple App Store. All you have to search is K-Y-O. Thank you as always and have the absolute best day yet. So Jill, who are you or what defines you as a person? That's just a good question. I let's let's start with the fact that I'm Dutch. Um, I am six foot tall and I'm blonde. I live in Malibu. I'm 36 year old, but that aside, which is less important than what truly you know drives me day to day. Like I am very passionate about a healthy, like a healthy life, uh, meaningful conversations, delicious meals, and a really great connection with with. Every, everyone around me. I, I thrive on um, all the energy that we create together. It's a lot of collaborate, collaborative energy going on. And so that, that defines me. Like it's not just me, but who I am, like to other people around me, to what extent I can help and contribute to other people's life um, and, and make them feel better um, as well. Love it. Love it. And it makes me think when we first, <clears throat> excuse me, had our first, our first chat and there was just such a, an awesome positive energy or vibe coming, coming from you. And I, I'm curious, like, have you always been that person? I, there's a quote somewhere that, you, you know, you, you really live your life to, to help others make better choices in kind of all areas of life, which is basically something that you just summarized now. Like, have you always been like that? Where's that coming from? Well, um, you know, I've always been a pretty upbeat person, but things really changed for me when I transitioned from full-time modeling to uh, health coaching and personal training. I, you know, when when it's all about your your own, you know, like stuff. Let's say, you know, like you're worried about the bills that you pay. It's always everything you do in a day is about you, and it's you know, like it's not you don't think about how can I help anyone else. As a model, I was doing very well and I made really good money, but it wasn't really fulfilling. I was, you know, I would come home or actually I would stay mostly at hotels. I would come back to the hotel room feeling kind of sad and lonely and not exactly happy. I was just like, okay, one day done, two days to go, go to bed and, you know, Mm -hmm. do another 12 hour day tomorrow. Um, And I, as soon as I um, transitioned to like, I obviously needed to understand what my passion was because I never really connected to a passion. Modeling was fun for a long time. It was 
you know, it made a good living, but it was, you know, not a hard desire, passion. I wasn't really into hair, makeup. I don't really care about clothes. I, I'm not a, a girl that is very girly either, but I like the adventure of it. I like, you know, to travel the world. There were elements in it that I really appreciated. Now when, you know, like when sometimes life's life gives you obstacles. And if you like for my, for example, at, at some point, modeling wasn't going that great anymore. The economy took a big hit and I was affected by that too. I was not getting as many bookings anymore. And, you know, when you have a huge overhead and you need to, you know, like pay your bills and savings are going, you're like, whoa, okay, this is like, I need, I need to make some drastic changes. So, um, Hmm. I downsized big time and I, I had to ask myself really good questions. I had to ask myself like, like, what do I want to do with my life? Because, you know, obviously I knew that modeling wasn't going to be forever. Um, but now the economy, you know, was like really, um, hard to predict. And I was like, okay, I, I, what is it that I like that I'm passionate about? And it was actually a moment in the shower where I looked at a shampoo bottle at, uh, of kiss my face. That's the brand. And it says, it said, um, what, what makes you happy or what do you, what, what comes naturally? That's what the exact words were. Uh, what comes hmm. to you? I'm like, wow, I don't know what comes naturally. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay. So that next question that I asked myself is what, makes me happy. Well, I lived in Woodstock, New York at the time. And like that was our mostly weekends. And then during the week I was in the city for work. Um, but in that moment I was like, you know what? It makes me truly so happy to go to the farmer's market and pick up all the, the produce I want and bread and you know, like wholesome food and put it in the fridge. I feel rich every time I open the fridge and I see the abundance of fruit and veggies. And, and then I want to like cook something. And I was new to cooking because I'd been traveling so much that, um, I just didn't have a home base. And so that was, you know, for me also new being more at home and, and taking care of myself in a whole new way and cooking, um, was an adventure to me. And so I was thinking, I was thinking in that moment, I think I want to like, I, I think I want to learn how to cook really well and I want to put together a cookbook. And that's how like my whole journey started in, in transitioning into this new career. Um, so funny thing was, as soon as I started like taking better care of myself and I had some health issues that I needed to take care of and cooking and eating whole foods helped me tremendously. And I was like, wow, if I can learn, you know, like how to cook it and, you know, later in life. And if I can, you know, like if this can heal me, then I have to share this with others because I'm sure that so many other women or men can, you know, benefit from this. And so that's, um, you know, that's how it started. Like that's how the, the joy of, of spreading a message or of so- sharing something that you're so passionate about. That's truly so fulfilling. And I think to really answer your question, that's what makes me so joyful day to day. Cause there's enough, you know, like challenges and things in my life that I could just be down or, you know, it's just like, Oh, you know, you can sit down and say, Oh, you know, things are not always working out. No, they won't. And, you know, you will always have, um, variables in your life that, you know, can, you can choose, right. To, to let it stop you or to say, you know what, it, it will all fall into place. Cause that, that's what has kept happening. Everything is always falling into place and, Hmm. um, everything is outable. And so, (laughs) yeah, 
I think Marlene Filosa says that everything is figure outable. And so, you know, you start like calming your mind and, and, and asking yourself questions. Is this something, if you, if I get worried or stressed out, I'm like, am I still going to be worried or stressed out about this next week or next month? Is this, is this really, you know, like worth not being happy about right now? And so you can, you know, like, pretty quickly change yeah. your mind to shift to being happy again and, and cheerful. Well, thank you for sharing that detail. I mean, it's, um, I think a lot of people go through that, right? And, and then you, you hit, there's always like some, I shouldn't say always, but there's often some sort of a, like event or catalyst that, that comes up, right? And it, it, it forces us to start really thinking or reflecting, um, you know, on the path that we're on or, or wherever we're at in our life. I'm, I'm curious. Well, first, like how long were you in the modeling world? And I mean, at one point too, I think you were in Tomb Raider as well, right? As uh, Lara Croft. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did all of that, um, which is great, by the way, how long did that whole world last until you started shifting? Um, let's see. A good question to come back. Like 10, 15, 17. I think the real shift happened after a good 12, 12 years of being in the industry. and Okay, so a fair amount of time. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, there's so many faces in this health journey, right? Like, sure. Uh, I didn't even... I thought I was eating really healthy because I was buying at Trader Joe's. And I was like, well, but isn't this all healthy, whatever I buy here? But I did not realize, like how little I knew about nutrition. And so I, I needed to learn how to read labels. And, um, yeah. And so like, I, you know, like there, at that time I thought it was healthy and my friends thought, you know, like the same, they were like, well, you were the healthiest here, but I had health issues. I might, I had a weakened immune system and I didn't know what to do. Like I, f- I felt like I was doing the right thing, but apparently I wasn't. <laughs> so a sure. nutritionist that I, um, met at, at a, a dinner party, uh, invited me to come and do a blood test or s- it was just a, not a regular type of blood test, but he would like take a drop of blood from my finger and he would project my blood on the, fl- on a flat screen TV at his house. And he's like, just so you know, whatever we find, we can find a cure for it. Uh, so like he, he was okay. just like, reassuring you know if it's something really bad like but he he um he then explained i mean i saw my blood life like i met my blood for the first time <laughs> eye to eye on that that's really interesting <laughs> it's really yeah. wild really really wild because you know i could see my white blood cells the red and like some some misformed ones and and he said look it's you have some uh, you know like he was just kind of explaining it to me and that's when i was like okay now, I mean, that was a real big, like, eye opener for me. Okay, I can't see what's happening inside of me, right? So you just don't really think about it until you see what's truly going on. And I wish we had a little, like, little window, like, in our stomach or, you know, like, close to our heart, just to kind of look inside every now and then, you know, just to see if we, you know, we're good. Yeah. Um, but we can't. So, uh, but that that point really made me ask him what do what can I do better? And so he, he taught me a lot and he's, he was the one um, telling me that every bite of food, every, you know, beverage I put, you know, like every, everything I put in my mouth has an effect on how I feel and everything has an effect on, 
um, how my body processes it and how I therefore also think. So it was major. That was a big shift because now every time I put something in my mouth, I'm like, is this uh, good for my body? Not good for my body? Like, what am I putting in my mouth? And how is my body going to respond? And it was a whole journey on its own, like realizing that you're not just, you know, stuffing your mouth with things that you're used to, but really questioning every, everything. And I learned about the concept of alkalizing your body and that in an alkaline environment, you can't uh, develop any diseases. But oftentimes in most Americans, you know, like we eat more acidic forming foods with like meats, dairy, alcohol, sugar, processed food. It's all acidic forming um, and or acid forming. And, um, and so if your body is in a long state of acidity for many years, like Cancer can thrive in that environment and any, you know, any like immune um, disorders. And so when I understood that I have way more power over my, you know, the outcome of my health than I ever thought, I was just like hooked. I was like, okay, I'm going to take care of this. It's so true because like even even myself and and my wife and I, we've we've been on a, a path on just really trying to level up our our nutrition and and I guess educate ourselves and we came to the same conclusion like there's so many you start realizing like the way you eat right there's so many things leading to inflammation and which typically lead to a ton of the chronic disease that we're all kind of faced with right right now right which starts like i don't know about you but i know like my parents generation it's it was just led to believe like well this is in your genes right like you're it's inevitable like this is going to happen to you at one point you're going to be plagued full of arthritis you're going to have heart conditions and it's it's kind of bullshit right <laughs> yeah there's so much more control like i mean we all have the gene expression of all diseases in our body and so we you know like and, and some are more, more likely than others to go off right and it's because of your genes but it's controllable it is like something that you can adjust and um it's not you know it's yeah it's 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 beautiful right knowing that it's that we have much more control and but also we need to, to get the right information i feel like it's um when i yeah. started studying at the institute of integrative nutrition uh to become a, a certified health coach i was really confused because there were you know so many different ways of looking at nutrition and there was just not one way that was right it was just so many ways that could be right and also, like when you look, read about with nutrition in newspapers, magazines, like, you know, one day eggs are terrible for you and the next day or next year it's good again. And then, you know, same with bananas. Mm-hmm. Eat a banana every day and it's great for you. And then don't eat bananas because it, you know, like it, it makes you fat or whatever else. Like it's, it's just like, okay, but how do we, if this is science and we're supposed to learn from, you know, the scientific um development and research is like, but this is contradictive and confusing to everyone. And so how do we find our, our own truth in that? Well, how, so let's talk about that a little bit, because I mean, the other thing that I've noticed is just, you know, there's a lot of marketing behind, um, you know, milk and eggs and all of this stuff. And, and it's, it's quickly being kind of showcased that, you know, a lot of the 
governments and the regulatory bodies, you know, linked to these different industries are are just that they're they're very much linked, right? So, like, it, it's hard to find. Like, what can you trust? What 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 can't you? How did you navigate those waters? I uh, had to take a lot of time listen, like asking my body questions because I never could really connect it much with my body before then. Like I was just, when I was hungry, I wanted just to fill my belly to not be hungry anymore. Food wasn't something that I was looking forward to every day. It was just more like, okay, I'm hungry, let's eat. So I'm not hungry anymore until I started cooking, until I started like working with food and and putting my hands on them and like chopping stuff and really like hmm. connecting right with food in a whole different way. Cause if, if, so, if you eat out all the time, cause I was always on the road and flying to places, it, you know, it's just not the same. So like I had to ask myself questions like how, after every meal, how do I feel? Like, is this making me feel energized? Is this like, is this, does this make me feel good? How does my body look when I eat this frequently? Um, do I sleep well? So I constantly ask myself questions. Also, I was a calorie counter and I got really stuck into the mindset of I need to eat the least amount of calories, but because I, you know, I, I want to eat frequently. I was like snacking all day and skipping meals. It, it was a really messed up situation because, uh, the modeling industry or the girls in my modeling apartment introduced me to calorie counting. When I first arrived in Milan um, <laughs> to model, <laughs> they, they asked me, so how many calories do you eat a day? I'm like, what is a calorie? <laughs> I had no oh, wow. And so I try to make it a game and, and it's like, oh, I'm going to win this game. I'm going to eat diet products. So it's like zero calories. And so, you know, and or so that, that was not, you know, the right choice, but obviously I had to go through that too. You know, you learn by, by your mistake, you know, from your mistakes, you know, all the time, right? When I started eating all these diet products, I was hungry all, all day. I was uh, bloated, gassy. I mean, I was just like, this food is. I mean, it's not real, right? It's it's chemicals. It's processed, and so the best way um, I I can explain, I started becoming more intuitive with food because when I kept asking myself questions daily. And I even started asking my body, instead of calories, like looking at the menu, what I thought I needed, I asked my body, what do you need right now? Like if, if it was like, let's say, let's, let's talk just about like a healthy menu, like what would you, what do you crave? Like, and, and most likely what you crave is what you need. And so you obviously want to like get the healthiest version of what you're craving. But if you're craving for like fries, I'm like, okay, well, is it? Could it be a sweet potato? Could it be mashed potato? Could it be, you know, without the, the fat. Um, sure. And the more and more I started asking my, my body questions, I, I started getting like, and now it's really clear. Um, I have visuals of what I'm supposed to eat next. And I buy what or get what I, what I need. And so the, it's a more intuitive eating. Uh, the, it has become more intuitive. Um, and like we change all the time too. So like some, you know, some of my friends have been vegan for a long time and they have been thriving on a vegan diet. And then at some point they're not feeling it anymore. They're feeling like they're not as energized. And sometimes you just need to change it up. And it's like, and it's okay. It's okay not to label yourself. Like you can just say, Hey, I eat what my body needs at what point in my life. 
and it's okay um, to change it up. And it's, you know, it's, so it's not, there, there's not one way or one diet that suits all. I think we all do need, obviously, to drink water. We need to like get as much organic produce and fruits in our body and our system to cleanse. And uh, if we're you know, choosing to do grains, like the, the whole grains, sprouted ones, and um, animal products, like limited uh, if you choose to eat them, and high quality, because it's all about the quality in the end. I love your perspective on just this whole idea of being intuitive with your food. That's, that's I, I don't think I've heard of that in, in that way yet. And it, I don't know, it really strikes a chord f- for me because I, I feel like if people can really, and myself included, kind of dial that in, then to your point, once you get to that level where you're at, it's no longer a, like a chore or something that, you know, people, because let's be honest, I mean, and again, I, I fall in this camp like, we really struggle with, with, with nutrition or just eating. There's so many cravings typically. And then it's like always this battle of, of no, I'm not going to have that. Or maybe I will because, but then I'll, I'll eat really clean after. Like it's always this, this narrative going on, you know, in, in your head versus I really like this idea of eventually getting to a point where, you know, you might have something like that. So I think you've you made a comment on that, you know, 80% of the time you're eating, you know, fairly healthy and, you know, that it's okay if you can have a craving of something else at, at one point. But if you follow that principle of, of intuitive eating, then, I mean, you're listening to your body essentially, right? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's a really freeing place for me because I don't calorie count at all anymore. I, you know, I feel my body for energy. Like, I feel like, you know, cause I, I ask a lot of myself and, you know, like I, I like to feel energized all day and have a clear mind. So like I eat for, you know, like for, I mean, for the flavor too. Cause I often say like the quality of my food equals the quality of my day. If I eat well, I am so happy. Like you'll see me like, you know, kind of skipping through the room just because, you know, I just ate something good. I had a nice, you know, matcha latte or something. It's really, truly like, energizing me when I pick food that my body and you know really wants and it's so funny that you know where I mean it's, it's it's a great subject because it's it's a process of of going back to asking yourself questions you know what you're best at right what you're all about this asking yourself questions and not feeling guilty about you know making a decision that's maybe not as great if you like coming back mm-hmm. to the 80 20 if you choose eight eight out of ten times, like the best thing possible for your health, and those two other decisions are not so so, like not you know not great, but you don't ever have to feel like you're falling off the wagon. You don't ever have to you know like feel like you're cheating. I always say I treat myself. I never say cheat because I treat myself because I you know I do so well every day. Like I treat my body really well, and so. If it, even if I want like to eat some French fries or have, you know, ice cream, I'll probably get the best quality one still because that's, you know, I feel like I'm just geared to what's quality, quality, quality. So if I buy yeah. ice cream, it will still be like, you know, sweetened with maybe agave nectar and maybe it will be a dairy free one. And um, if I buy a pizza, it will be like organic crust and I'll, you know, put tons of spinach on it and I put like avocado and I just dress it up in a way that I'm like, this is still, you know, a good meal. Like this is again, 
the best choice possible for for this you know decision. Like I already made decided I wanted to eat a pizza. Now I'm going to just make it even better and take it tastes better too. Yeah, totally. And that's a concept actually. Um, at the very beginning of Keo, I interviewed Daria Rose um, from the Foodist, and that was a, a principle that she left me with. And it was just. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a chocolate cake, but just make sure it's like the best cake, you know, and to your point, high quality ingredients versus, you know, hold off on getting the garbage that's like frozen and processed, you know, wait and get, you know, that great, that great cake, for example, right? And it's, um, I mean, there's a ton of benefits to that. I just want to get a little bit practical because, you know, I'm just thinking of people that are resonating with, with what you're saying, um, you know, like what's the best way to, how do you get started on, because I like the idea of the questions. Obviously, you know, we're a huge fan of questions here. That's everything that we're, we're based uh, around, but how do you practically get started? So it, it doesn't become too overwhelming, you know, like everything that you're eating, you're always thinking about documenting this, like, is there a way that you got started until it became just an intuitive habit? Yeah, well, I, you know, the one thing like, so the one thing I asked myself, like, what do I really need to do to improve my health? And that was eating more vegetables. And I really just disliked vegetables because my mom never really made them, you know, like, taste very interesting. I, she never taught me how to cook. So I didn't really know how to, you know, prepare them other than steam or boil them to death. And so like, I was like, okay, <laughs> if I'm going to make this change in my life, this is just that one thing, right? That one thing, it wasn't even taking out sugar and yet it wasn't even take, you know, like eliminating some other things or, or reducing the amount I was eating of the other things. Like, let's just say I, I needed to eat more vegetables and you know, like, and, and green veggies because I needed to alkalize my body because my body was acidic. And I, I was like, okay, if, if I'm going to do this, it's got to be sustainable. It's, this is, this is, it's got to taste good for some, if, right. You got to make that mm-hmm. one thing that you're ch- going to like introduce to your life. You got to make it fun, sustainable. And so like I learned how to cook and I was like, oh, there's so many ways you can flavor like in season and okay. There's so many ways I can do this and like take, oh God, like I can make a soup out of all these veggies and so I don't have to eat them all. This is easy. I'm going to throw in some cashews and that makes it creamy so I don't have to put in heavy whipped cream or, you know, a slice of avocado, which like, I'm like a whole new Mm. world opened to me when I learned how to cook. So for me, cooking helped tremendously um, in, in, in in this process of getting healthier and, um, and healing my body, um, so yeah, that's, that's a big one for me, but I think, yeah, like if, if you like, maybe I can use you as an example of what is the one thing that you feel like you need to improve so I can give you a suggestion. Yeah. My, my vice is definitely sweets and it's like the typical, you know, mid afternoon, like I consciously have to say like, no, I don't eat. And it could just be like, I don't need a lot. Like it's just some, I crave something sweet in the afternoon yeah. and I'm trying to substitute that with, with something else. Um, so what is something else? What have you tried? Um, I typically like, sometimes I keep an orange to the side and I'll, I'll have that. That's like a little bit desserty for me just yeah. cause it's, it's sweet. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, of just dark chocolate. Like I love milk chocolate. So dark chocolate to me just feels, you know, it feels like it's the healthy chocolate, for example. Um, 
chocolate is, is definitely a, a, like something that you're craving. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, it's worse, obviously, if, you know, I didn't have a substantial lunch or if I didn't drink enough water, then it just, you know, it, it starts snowballing, right? And, and layer on if you're a bit stressed or something. So it, it's just that, you know, just launching Keel honestly has made me so much more self-aware um, of, of so many things in my life that starting to realize like these things just add up and then it, you you naturally gravitate to the things that are like your vices, for example, right? So, yeah, completely. So like, do you feel bad about having sweet cravings? Do you feel like you shouldn't have them? Yeah, I guess in, in a way I do. All right. So let's start with that. Like, you know, if you can start telling yourself that it's totally cool that your body's asking for sweets because, you know, after lunch, you know, like, and it's most likely you had some, some salt in your lunch, right? Like whatever you're eating, the sandwich mm-hmm. or a, a, a nice quinoa bowl with like some veggies and maybe some chicken, like there's more salt in there than, you know, you probably had at breakfast. And so your body wants to naturally like balance itself. And therefore it's just asking you for some sweets. It's not a, it's, it's not a terrible thing at all. It's actually, you know, you, your body wanting to balance up. So if you can look at it as, Oh, okay. Um, my body's asking for something. And how can I yeah. like, satisfy this need that my body has? Because if I don't, if I don't respond to it, I'm, it's still going to like, you know, try to get my attention the whole time. And it's just going to like get, yeah, it's a lot of headspace, right? So the orange is a really good example that you could eat a whole orange and you're, you know, it's just so much sweetness in an orange, right? That, um, that might satisfy you, but maybe not on every day. So what I, what I've done, mm-hmm. like I would, um, I'm a big tea drinker. I don't know if you love teas, but, um, the, yeah, I do. If, Chocolate, for example, there's the sugar is 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 what really is not working for your body, right? Like and for your mind, you feel a little bit frazzled, like your insulin levels spike and then crash, and so it's it's not going to be really productive to eat chocolate all the time. And it's it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't eat chocolate, but if you want to really like kind of get that next level in, why don't you like make yourself or get like a like an, a smoothie with like, for example, a banana in it, a frozen banana, some almond milk, raw, um, raw cacao. Cause that's the health benefit, right? You, you Yeah. Cacao is wonderful. And instead of sugar, put in a date or, um, some vanilla extract. Um, doesn't, it probably doesn't even need like a date if you put in a frozen banana. Cause I always keep frozen bananas in my freezer. And so when I have the sweet craving, I'm like, okay, well, how can I satisfy the sweet craving best? I'm really craving like chocolate. So I'll make myself like a small, like uh, chocolate smoothie. And it's wonderful. It's per- exactly what I wanted because that's the flavor we're going for. But it now it has all these yeah. health benefits of, you know, um, I put a banana in, I put some almond milk in, like raw cacao. I mean, it's like few ingredients and you're ready to like, and your body responds much better to that than the sugar, the processed sugar, especially in like milk chocolate, because the dark chocolate is definitely and has a different response to your body. But that's one way of doing it. Um, dates mm-hmm. are actually quite nice to nibble on. If but the, I know a lot of people don't like it, so it's not for everyone. Um, and I love like making myself tea because I can put some raw honey in there. And that's like the sweet craving and it makes me feel like I'm having a dessert. So like a nice chai tea or, you know, a black tea or something that makes you feel like it's a real treat. Um, so, so not feeling yeah. bad about it, 
it's the, the first, you know, the, the very first thing. Don't feel bad about having a sweet craving. Just think of it as your body communicating to you that it wants to balance out with some sweetness. Then just think about the the one thing you can do that would satisfy, like really satisfy, like that that you know, like craving. You're like if you if it's chocolate, I just gave you a couple examples. If it's something else, like then think about okay, what is the healthiest thing that I can make, or like what is what what can I how can I um yeah really nip this like really get the best nutrition in my body and feel good about it. And I think that's uh, just another question to ask yourself. And there's always great solutions. I find myself having sweet cravings often. I'm also an athlete, and I and I um, I train many hours a week, so I'm I never feel guilty about those sweet, sweet cravings. Like, okay, I have dried mango in my car. I'll have you know some nuts. I'll have whatever it is that I need. If I want to, if I feel like at night when I'm you know really like done done with dinner. And I, I just have that another sweet, like little sweet craving. I'm like, okay, you know what? What about an apple? I'll just eat an apple. And I'm like, yeah, that, that hit the spot. It was just like nice and juicy. And yeah, that was sweet. That's great. So you also like teaching your body. Um, if you, the more and more of this, the healthy substitute you find for yourself for those cravings that you're starting to crave that instead of the one thing that you thought you needed at first. Well, and I like that it's, you know, it's satisfying the craving, but then at the end of the day, I mean, and, and this probably helps with changing, you know, um, what you're craving, for example, but it, you actually feel better then, you know, because <laughs> if you, you cram down some sort of regular like milk chocolate, chocolate bar, I mean, odds are you're, you're not going to feel the greatest after that, right? So, you know, it's, it's just benefits all around. No, thank you for that. That's great. I'm going to try um, more of the smoothie option, I think. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, like, oh, you know, and, and so there's, you know, there's always a trick to, um, or a, you know, a, a couple of options when you think about the one thing you're craving. Um, and it, it also depends on the weather, right? Like if it's cold outside, smoothie might not be your best option, but you can also make a hot chocolate with, you know, your preferred like milk or, you know, like a plant-based milk. And raw honey is the best sweetener you can get. It's it's uh, beneficial for your body. It's you know it's um, boosts your immune system. And so, like if you go for something sweet, then just make it with raw honey, and you're you know you're actually giving your yourself nutrition and not like processed sugar that's taking away from you and zap, zapping your energy. Yeah. No. It's it's um, these are great points. Um. I definitely, I mean, people are, are for sure gathering that uh, you are a woman with many awesome prompts. Um, so I will point out, we, we do have an awesome pack um, with Jill. So for anyone listening, you can take a look. It's in the app. Um, but I, I, I want to transition because I, I, I'm assuming some of these prompts and this mentality is in your latest book that's coming out. Uh, it'll be out by the time this is this is live. Like we're... Where did the idea of this book come from, given there was a part in this conversation where you mentioned, right, when you were first kind of injected into the modeling circuit, you know, people were asking about your calorie counts and all of this stuff. And then on the flip side, you're like really dialed in on the nutrition front, yet, you know, this book seems to be pulling together like those two worlds. So why don't you why don't you give a little bit of a description on how it came all how it came about and what it's called? 
Yeah, so true. So, well, the the, the book, uh, and I'm so excited. It's finally coming out. It's called Models Do Eat. And yeah, it's tied in with uh, the fashion industry of, and where I was so many years ago and where I am now and everything that I've learned. And it's pretty much a book that I wanted to like, and it's, so it starts with the nutrition part and then there's uh, over a hundred recipes. Uh, but it starts with uh, with all the information that I wish I knew when I was younger, you know, that ha- would have saved me a whole lot of hassle, time and uh, and better health. So I, I start with that. Mm-hmm. And this book came about. So remember, like when I when we first started this conversation, I was telling you that I was uh, decided in Woodstock, New York, when I, you know, when I was at my house that I wanted to learn how to cook better or want, learn how to cook and share. And then I learned like to um I, my my health improved so much that I wanted to share that. And so the way I shared that was through blogging. I started a blog and I got such great feedback on it. I was like, wow, people really want to know like how they can improve their health and feel better and, and, and therefore be more happy and, and like live more meaningful lives. So I got really excited about the feedback and uh, I really committed to like I like I'm a, a goal digger. I love to have set goals for myself, and I'm a pit bull. I don't let go until it's done. And and this book shows for it. It took seven years from the from the day that I started planning, cooking, learning, writing things down, and uh, and February fifth is coming. February fifth, two thousand nineteen. So, it's it's been a long time in the making. But the wonderful thing is that um, seven years ago, it was a uh, I, I I pretty much dedicated a year, year and a half to getting it ready for a book proposal. And the book proposal um, was sent out by uh, my agent um, to the big publishing houses in New York. And I was so confident that I was gonna that I was gonna get a book deal that I already moved back to. New York, I think at the time I lived in LA, like I mean, I've been moving around a lot and, uh, and, uh, and then it didn't happen. And I was like, Oh, gee, what now? Like, so the feedback was just incredible. Like from, it's like been the best rejections of my life because the publishing houses, the few that really gave me some more elaborate feedback, they, they pretty much shared two concerns. One was why would, why would our readers believe you? Like you're not certified in anything. And, um, you know, it would be really great if you could get certified in something, um, to become an expert in the field. Yeah. That was one. Oh, sorry. Do you want to ask a question? No, I was just laughing. Of course. I mean, <laughs> I'm curious what the second is. <laughs> yeah. The second was, the followers, uh, you need more followers. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, control your controllables. I started Googling. It's like, okay, how do I get a certification? You know, I wanted obviously not to be back in school for another four years. So something quick, something online. So I find the Institute of, I found the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and I started, um, going at it. I was like, okay, cool. This is a great course. I'm going to be a health coach in a year. And this was all in the name of getting this, this cookbook on the market. It's, I wanted to get my message out. I wanted to help yeah, everyone else that, you know, like the, this information could be helpful for. And I wanted to, yeah. So, so the sole reason that I, that I did the study was, uh, was to get the title, but I started falling in love with the course halfway through. And in the course, they're very specific about talking about to others about now I'm a health coach and Hey, if you ever need help, 
um, you know, like, so they teach you how to build a business. And, and I was like, well, you know, let me just give it a shot because I'm not part of this course. And I started talking about it. And the first girl I talked to at, and uh, she, uh, she was at the dry, she worked at the dry cleaner. Um, I kind of had like started my pitch and like, okay, let's, let's try this. Right. <laughs> and uh, she was interested in working with me and she did. And she stayed with me for like a year and we had, I mean, such an amazing um, and meaningful, so so many meaningful conversations. It had so much. It was just so much more than than what to eat and what not to eat. It's truly, it's it's why people come to me. But it's so much more because we're so we're emotional beings, and there's so much going on, and, and why we do things, and why we not, why we can do certain things, or find it hard, or it's it's that what really got me so excited about becoming a health coach. And I never thought I would because I truly just wanted to show the publishing houses that I, you know, I had a certification. And then, um, so the, the, those rejections really propelled me to do what I do now because when I became a health coach, most people thought I was also a personal trainer. So, well, if people already think that, let me get certified in that too. Not that I really, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to do anything with it, but then, before I even finished the course, I was already offered a job. And, and, and then, I mean, it just happened so naturally. So it made me, it really made, like, it fulfilled me in ways that I never felt fulfilled before in my modeling career. And uh, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this full time. This is it. And so, like, the, that book it was always on the back burner. Like, it was like, that, it's, it's got to come out. It's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And, and, you know, like the second part where they wanted me to have more followers, I was like, okay, I mean, I'm trying my best, but it's like Facebook was big then and now it's, and then it was Instagram. And so you have to switch over, start up. It's, you know, like it's a constant um, challenge with uh, social media and, and you can't control it that much, right? Even if you produce great content, it, it does not, that doesn't mean that it's going to be seen. And so I was like, you know what, what is more powerful than meeting, doing this by myself? I was like, you know what, if I only had a team of girls that would do what I do, hmm, let's think about that. So I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to put together a team of 10 girls. I'm going to invite nine other girls who are models and who also have, have like a, a story and, you know, like um, a real big desire to help other, other women feel better and, um, and that our certified health coaches, personal trainers, nutritionists. And so I, yeah, I, I found nine amazing women who awesome. are the collaborators on my book. And they all have one chapter and every chapter starts with their story. Like, why do they do what they do? What have they struggled with and how have we overcome it? And so like the book is truly a, a very personal share of all of us. And I, you know, I think it's it's been I'm so glad I did not get that book deal so many years ago because the book would have not been the same. And this collaboration, um, I think, will um, spread the message like uh, way more than if it was just by myself. And also, like doing it with the other girls teaming up has really made uh, a huge impact on my life because I have so many new friends that I talk daily to, <laughs> and uh, they, you know, you learn so much from one another. And I think it's. Um, it's also a powerful example of a, an industry of, you know, because most of us are still modeling, um, maybe not full time, but we're still in, in the public eye. And and most people think of the fashion world as, um, you know, as, as girls uh, 
fighting and being catty. And, and this is just another beautiful example. It's like, you know what? We decided to unite our powers. And we hope that that can also be an example uh, for others to, to not um, compare and not like judge and, and, and see each other as competition, but really say, Hey, you know, we all have something wonderful to share. Let's collaborate and, and, um, and work together to make, you know, this world a little bit of a better place. Let's see if we can make that happen. And it looks, you know, it's, it looks like we're really heading in a very great, um, direction. There's a lot of press coming our way and we're getting Times Square billboards on our launch day. And it's very exciting. Well, I hope you take, you know, the time during the launch week to really take it all in. Cause I mean, it's such a great initiative. I can feel the, the authenticity in it. I think that's what's really cool about the whole thing. Right. Um, yeah. And even just the social, you know, follower thing. I mean, especially in today, like you can literally go and buy, you know, 50,000 followers. It's just, uh, it's just not, you know, to, to say social media and authenticity almost in the same word is a tough one. So yeah, it's, it's exciting, right? That you have, you know, real people, real stories, and everyone's being real with uh, what they want to offer. And, and, and that's going to come through. I mean, I can feel it already. So Oh. Uh, I'm super excited for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's truly, that's you know, like, I, we just got some, uh, five star reviews, uh, for, of some, like some, there's some website where, um, some people can start reading, get it, like get an e, an e copy of the book and, and, and trade for a review. And we got some five star reviews and a really elaborate, um, like message about, well, you know, I had my doubts, you know, at, at first because, you know, models do eat the title and, you know, what are we, what am I really going to learn from this? And are the ingredients even, you know, like, like, is it even viable to eat like models? And, and this, this, you know, like the, the review was just like, I was, I thought it was so beautiful because it transformed to, wow, it is totally viable and this is not hard. And wow, they're, you know, these stories and recipes, you know, are amazing. And, uh, it's not another diet, but it's more than a cookbook. And so like, it's, yeah. it's you know, like um, when you, you say, do this, do that, we start feeling resistant oftentimes, you know, when you tell me, Jill, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm like, well, I decide what I want to do and what, you know, so like this book is all about an invitation, an invitation to make better decisions for yourself. It's it's not do this, do that. It's like, hey, this is the information I'm, I can provide you. This is like what I've learned. This is what I would have liked to read when I was 16. And, um, and I, you know, this is like something that comes from my heart. But if it doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. If it does, it, you know, like I'm super happy it does because that's truly what I want, like, to to for others to get inspired and and it's an invitation to make better decisions for themselves and therefore live a you know because the because nutrition is really truly the the base the foundation like if we eat well we 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 feel more more satisfied and happy with our lives we have a clear mind we can be of help for others and so it's, you know, the best it's in the, in the, like, it's, it's bigger than just nutrition. It's truly about like being the best version of yourself and, and aligning with your purpose and, um, yeah, being, being the best you. 
Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with with that statement. So I'm um, I'm really excited to, uh, to to have a read of the book. And I mean, I know one of the one of the models in there, Nikki, who Nikki Sharp, who everyone would have seen her podcast go uh, a few weeks ago, and who is our mutual connection. Yeah, she's, so um, she's helped me a lot with the market. Yeah, she's great. She she's done it twice before. She's had you know two books out, and um, <laughs> she was telling me. The other day, she's like, all right, you thought you'd be like done, right? After you edit and it's going to print, she's like, you know, that's so much work, right? I said, yeah, it was a lot of work to get it from, you know, from the idea to obviously like get it to print. It's, you know, it's been a lot of, a uh, lot of hours and days and months and years. And she said, uh, so just so you know, it's only starting now. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a whole, it's this whole other ball game to like market the book and to get it out there and, you know, talk about it and spread them as it, as he's like, yeah, just know that it's going to be quite a stressful time. And you know, she's been right. It's been, it's been a lot. Um, so it's like, it's been a challenging time because you're constantly out of your comfort zone and you're doing things that you've never done before. And, uh, but the beautiful thing is that, you know, we are doing this together. We have each other's back. Like Nikki and I do like call each other every couple of days to check in. And, you know, we have an app with all the girls and we have weekly emails. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? How can we spread this message most? How can we truly be of service? And it's, um, it's wonderful that we're doing it together. I would have not wanted to do it without them. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, the the nice thing is, I mean, you can probably relate to like, even on the Keo side, we've had to follow our own practices just to launch the app. So, I mean, if you follow your own practices and nutrition, you know, you'll be able to keep the stress levels down. And I think most importantly, enjoy that part of the journey, right? It's, it's, you only get the first, you only get the, the launch once on the first book or the first event. So, but we're, we're wired almost as humans to be always thinking, you know, 10, 20 steps ahead and, and, and almost not even acknowledging like the, the present moment, right? So enjoy it because it's, yeah, uh, it's going to be exciting. You. Thank you. I, I think I, you know, like, I think it will be a really amazing day because we have so many great things planned and I'm sure there will be surprises, some fun ones, some, some maybe not, but um, it's all good because that's also what we're like learning constantly doing things out of, if you're out of your comfort zone, it's like, by the end of the day, like there's really nothing that, that keeps me awake at night. I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. Like it's, I'm, if, as long as you always show up and you do your very best, you can only do your very best. If you slack, you can blame yourself. You can feel bad about it, but yeah, show up, do your best give a hundred percent and then you got to let go. Right. For sure. I have to, uh, I want to respect your time because we're, we're running close to the, um, to the hour and definitely want to get your prompts for, for the podcast. Again, I mean, you've provided 10 awesome prompts and there's, you can totally overlap on, on this, but just for the podcast specifically, if there are three reflective questions that you find circulating in your life, either on a frequent basis or during big life-changing events, what would those be? Well, uh, let's see. The first one that I ask myself, because I feel like you always start with yourself, am I taking good care of myself today? Because every day is different. And 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 so that's a question that I always ask myself. And, and if, if I don't feel like I do enough, it's like, what can what can I do to improve that? And so like when I feel good, then the next question is, 
Like who needs help around me? Is there someone that um, is going through a hard time? Is there someone that um, I should stop by or make a meal for or offer, you know, offer, offer my help. Even if it's a phone call, mm. right? it doesn't have, like it doesn't have to be taking up a lot of time. It's really, truly asking, okay, I'm in a good place. Who else, like who is not and who can I help? Like, is there anyone that needs my attention right now? So that's a, that's a probably a good second question that I frequently ask myself uh, every, and, and that's daily. And then, um, you know, for like, I, you know, life can be pretty overwhelming, and life, you know, is, is, is what it is, right? There's days and days that you're like skipping around. And then there's some days you like feel really heavy and you're like, wow, this is like, I, yeah, I can't wait to get back to the skipping again. So, like, but yeah. if you mind, and that's the third question, like if you ask yourself like, okay, if this is happening for me, like not against me, what good can I see in this challenging situation? Mm, love that. So I feel like I can always see something good and sometimes not in the moment. Like it's hard sometimes in the moment, but this is a definitely the in the moment question. And if you can already say, so maybe I can't see it right now. If you say, oh, I don't see anything good in this, in this particular situation right now, then you will say, all right, I trust that this will have a good outcome. And I trust that, you know, I'll, I'll in retrospect, I will see the good. And so when you can start trusting that life is not, against you but it's actually for you and that many things that seem really hard and you might feel resistant to or a negative energy will be the most valuable lessons and will make you feel invincible and unstoppable and moving through those are great great questions and it's uh it couldn't be a, a better way to in my opinion to end because i think it just summarizes this beautiful energy that you have about you and it's uh like i felt at our first conversation you can feel it running through uh this whole podcast just this you know positivity this you know living in the in the present enjoying life you know taking what what's kind of thrown at you and, and making the best out of out of it and just living a very authentic uh day by day which is which is a beautiful thing to end on. So, you know, I just want to thank you for that along with everyone listening and we're super pumped to take a look at the book and help spread the good message in, in any way possible on this side. So thank you. Well, thank you, Mark. I am blushing. You can't see me right now, but like you, you know, you share some beautiful compliments and I really, truly appreciate that. I thank you for acknowledging it and, you know, like reflecting that back to me. Um, and thank you so much for this invitation to talk to you. I, you know, I think uh, you, you know, you're you're really sparking a lot of new questions and ideas in, in me. And just by having this conversation, I hope that it helps all you know the listeners to um, to take excellent care of themselves. Because you know what, healthy is the new sexy. Yes, love it. 